Get Back to Basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hi, and a good afternoon to you. Yes, uh, beautiful to be with you this afternoon. Beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in the Highfelt. And uh, lovely to be sharing with you today on Judaism 101.9. Yes, I've told the sting man many, many times. It's not Judaism 101, it's Judaism 101.9. Of course, we've got to bring High FM into it. And this is the, the name of the station, Judaism 101.9. And you're here with Rabbi Michael Katz, and it's great to be in your company, um, sharing things that um, perhaps you do know, perhaps you didn't know, perhaps you don't know, perhaps you never heard about, or perhaps you did but just forgot. Things to do with Judaism, the basics, and things that we should all know, hopefully, um, particularly with relevance to the time that we're in. And the week up ahead and the things that uh, we're going to be confronting, seeing, feeling, experiencing over the next short while. Well, let's um, pose the following question. On a regular Shabbat, we take one Torah out of the Ark and we read from that Torah. We do that also on a Shabbat afternoon. We also do that Every Monday and Thursday morning, on the Monday and Thursday and Shabbat afternoon, we read a small portion of the Torah, the beginning of the Parsha, divided into three sections for a Kohen, a Levi, and a Yisrael. On a Shabbat, we read seven portions, seven sections, um, divided up according to Kohen, Levi, and then five Yisraelim. We then have a Maftir and a Haftorah and so on which invariably, usually, are read from the end of the same Parsha that you read. On certain occasions, we take out more than one Torah. And if you think about when last you were in shul on a Chag, on a festival, on festivals, we take out two Torahs. There is one reading from the one Torah, and then usually for the latter part, for the Maftir, for the last part of the Torah reading on that particular Yom Tov on that particular Chag, we read something from the second one, the second Torah. That also applies, by the way, to um, several other significant dates in the Jewish calendar. And it would also apply on a Shabbat, where the Shabbat coincided with a Chag, with a festival, or if Shabbat coincides, for instance, with a Rosh Chodesh, where we would have the regular that's a new moon uh, celebration, which is um, something we're going to be talking about in a moment. And that um, then would make it that we read from and we take out two Torahs. Two Torahs are taken out of the Oran Kodesh if Ashul has more than one Torah. And two Torahs are taken out and we read the section of the regular Parsha, the regular portion of the week. And then we would read the portion pertaining to Rosh Chodesh, to the new moon. There are a few, very few occasions where we take three Torahs out of the Oran Kodesh, where three Torahs are taken out of the Ark. I'm sure that everybody will be thinking in your mind's eye of when you have seen or when have you seen three Torahs being taken out of the Oran Kodesh and kind of utilized at the same time or consecutively? And I'm sure you're thinking, hey, Yom Kippur, Kol Nidre. At Kol Nidre night, it's tradition 
in most communities that three Torahs are taken out for Kol Nidre. They are stood around. The people holding them stand around the Chazan um, um, or uh, around the Oren uh, Kodesh and so on. And three uh, Torahs are taken out, but they're not opened and they're not read from. They are standing there kind of uh, adding to the awesomeness of the occasion and giving credibility to the uh, promises that we're making. We're thinking about the Torahs and those three Torahs stand um, in front of the Chazan as he pronounces, as he says, the Kol Nidre. There is another very, very significant occasion where three Torahs are taken out of the Oren Kodesh. And for this one, much more joyous and happy and upbeat kind of occasion, which people invariably uh, participate in and enjoy, and that is Simchat Torah. On Simchat Torah, we read from three Sifrei Torahs. So here, the Torahs are all taken out of the Oren Kodesh, out of the Ark, as we go around for the Hakafot, for the Hakafas, circling the Bima in a dance format. But then for the actual reading of the Torah, three Torahs are taken out of the Torah, out of the Oren Kodesh, out of the Ark, and those three Torahs are read, um, whereby we read the end of uh, the book of Deuteronomy to complete the Torah. We then begin Bereshit uh, Bara to read the first part of the Torah, of the uh, story of Genesis, and then we read the Maftir pertaining to the Chag, to the Yom Tif, to Shemini Atzeret and Simchat Torah. Um, that is the order of those three Torahs. So three Torahs are read on Simchat Torah. There are three other possible occasions, depending on the lie of the calendar. So those are givens. Yom Kippur and uh, Simchas Torah are givens, and it always happens every year. That's how it happens. When we come to three other possible occasions where three Torahs are taken out of the ark and read from those three Torahs, there are three possible permutations in the calendar that uh, could possibly work out that three Torahs are read on a given occasion. One is when Rosh Chodesh Tevet, which is in towards the end of Hanukkah, when Rosh Chodesh Tevet falls on Shabbat and it's Hanukkah. So then you would have the influence of Shabbat, you have the influence of Hanukkah, and you have the influence of Rosh Chodesh. There is a separate Torah reading which gives us the flavor of that um, occasion, there is a separate Torah reading that is done for those three significant parts to that significant occasion when Rosh Chodesh Tevet, the month of Tevis, towards the end of Hanukkah, when that coincides, coincides with Shabbos, and it does fairly often, then we have three Torahs that are read. From the first one, we would read um, the uh, Parsha of the week, whichever that may be at that particular time. From the second one, we would read the portion of Rosh Chodesh, and from the third one, we would read the portion that pertains to Hanukkah. We then um, have two other possibilities. There are two other possible occasions, if the calendar works out that way, where three Torahs are read. I'm going to give you the second one first, because we're going to spend some more time dwelling on uh, the first one. The second one is, when Shabbat HaChodesh, which is always read either on the Shabbos just before Rosh Chodesh Nisan or 
if it is Rosh Chodesh Nisan on that Shabbat, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the month of Nisan, a couple of weeks before Pesach, if Rosh Chodesh Nisan coincides, coincides with Shabbat, we have three flavors. There is the Parsha of the week, the portion of the week, whichever that is. We then have uh, the Torah reading for Rosh Chodesh, and then we have the Torah reading for HaChodesh. Remembering that before Pesach, there are four special Torah readings. And believe it or not, the first of them is going to be on this coming Shabbos. This coming Shabbat, we read the Parsha of Shkalim, Shkalim, all about the half shekels. And fascinatingly, it is also Rosh Chodesh, which means that on this coming Shabbat, yes, you got this to look forward to. There are going to be three Torah readings, three portions read from three different Torahs. One, Parshat Mishpatim. Two, the Parsha that pertains to Rosh Chodesh. And three, the Parsha, the segment that pertains to Shkalim, one of the significant readings that has to happen before Purim, and more significantly, before Pesach. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Hey, they are there for us in the very worst of times. They step in to assist us when life has stopped. They're the cemetery workers, the men and women of the Chavra Kedisha, Jewish Helping Hand and Burial Society. Over the last year, their service was more essential than ever, unfortunately. They're the unsung heroes, and we want to change that. Zion Adar is the day on which the community traditionally acknowledges and appreciates the service of our cemetery workers. For those who don't know, Zion Adar is the seventh day of Adar. This year, you can help honor these heroes by sending them happiness in a box. Shabbat meals and gifts for Shabbat, the 19th of February, the Shabbat of Zion Adar. Honor our heroes by sponsoring a box or part of a box. For details, get to our website, www.chaifm.com. Honor our heroes is a Chai FM community initiative. We've been speaking about the occasions on which three Torahs are taken out of the Oren Kodesh, out of the Ark, and three different portions are read on a particular occasions, occasion. And one of those is coming up on this Shabbat. And let's go through what those portions actually are and what their significance is, and is there actually a link between them all, and what are we supposed to do about it? What is so important or what is so great about the fact that we have this unique and special occasion coming up on this coming Shabbos, on this coming Shabbat? Well, first of all, we are going to be reading Parshat Mishpatim. We are up to that portion in the Torah. Mishpatim is the rules and regulations really that govern all sorts of interpersonal practice. We're talking about theft and we're talking about um, paying of uh, wages and we're talking about um, all the kind of civil interactive uh, rules of uh, delict and so on that apply in day-to-day -day life, in business and so on. All of those things are dealt with in this portion 
of Mishpatim. And, of course, it is an addendum to last week's parsha. In last week's parsha, we read about the giving of the Ten Commandments. And we're told, mishpatim, and these are the Mishpatim. These are the laws that you have a rhyme and a reason for that you can logically understand and that may be part of any type of uh, civilized society. And we need to know that these laws, like the big ones that were given as part of the Ten Commandments, and like the big ones that are between us and God, these seemingly lesser grade laws are just as important. They also come from Sinai. They're also part of uh, um, God's uh, contract with the Jewish people and with the world. And we need to keep them, adhere to them, and uh, respect them and do them in the uh, best possible fashion um, all the days of our lives. And this is Parshat Mishpatim, laws and rules that make sense, that we understand, that have a rhyme, that have a reason, and that we ordinarily may have concluded ourselves uh, being civilized human beings. We've got to add to that the fact that we know that these rules and regulations, these laws come from the Almighty. They come from God. They are heavenly laws. And the fact that we understand why it is wrong, for instance, to steal something from somebody else, um, it's not only because it's a logical thing or because you might get caught by the police or because you might wind up in jail or you'd have to pay back uh, what you stole and then perhaps even a fine on top of that. No, it's got much more to do with the fact that God has told us that this is the law. This is the way that we need to um, <coughs> keep our relationship with the Almighty and therefore uh, with everybody else as well. We need to understand that this is a religious obligation. And the difference is this. Your logic may dictate to you at times that it is logical to steal, for instance, that it is logical to uh, commit these acts um, of delict or these uh, uh, sinister kind of behaviors, that it may be logical under certain circumstances. The Torah says, no, the fact that it is from a religious point of view, when you're doing that, no matter how much logic you apply, no matter how many reasons and rhymes you have uh, for these laws, You've got to understand that these are the rules that are God-given and we don't steal because God said not to steal and we understand it as a religious obligation. It affects our interaction with our fellow men, but it also, it, it also affects our relationship with the Almighty. And therefore, this is the first portion that is going to be read from the parsha of Mishpatim, it is in the book of Shmot, in the book of Exodus. It is all of these rules known as Mishpatim, and that is the first Torah. It is also Rosh Chodesh. We've spoken before about Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh means that it is the beginning of a new Jewish calendar month. Yes, at some time on Friday, and Rosh Chodesh this week is on Friday and on um, Shabbos, and Friday and Shabbat, sometime on Friday morning, uh, the moon's phase um, starts once again. In other words, we have a brand new moon that is born, so to speak, on Friday morning, and we celebrate Rosh Chodesh on Friday, which is the last day of the month of Shvat. It is the 30th of Shvat. And then on Shabbos, on Saturday, Friday night and Shabbos, it is the second day of Rosh Chodesh, but it is the first day in the month of Adar. 
And as we go into Rosh Chodesh Adar, we know, and we've spoken about this before, that it says, Adar Marbim This is a month of happiness. This is a month of joy. This is a month of positive energy. This is a month of Simcha in every sense of the word and then some. We're supposed to add to and increase our joy and our joyous occasions um, during this month. And it's got to be something that is integrated, that comes from our minds, from our hearts, from our souls, and that we're steeped completely and absolutely in joy, in Simcha for the duration of the month. And it all begins in earnest over this coming weekend. And that is actually the celebration of Rosh Chodesh, particularly on this coming Shabbos. Now, every time Rosh Chodesh um, uh, comes around, we read a portion of the Torah, which has to do with the particular offerings that were brought in the times of the Beit HaMikdash. In the temple times, there were particular offerings that were brought for Rosh Chodesh, and that is enumerated and spelled out in the Torah reading every Rosh Chodesh. When it's on Shabbat, it's a little bit shorter, but it pertains to what happened on Shabbat when it was Rosh Chodesh. And we're talking about that particularly when we read from the second Torah that we will take out. It's a short piece, usually read for the Maftir. This time it will be read for the seventh Aliyah uh, um, of the day, and that is the reading for Rosh Chodesh. Now, in the build-up to Purim and Pesach, there are four special Torah readings that take place as additional readings on four Shabbases, on four Shabbats before Purim and Pesach. Two of them come before Purim, two of them before Pesach. And what are they? The first one, coming along this week, is the Parsha of Shekalim. The next one, before Purim, is called Zachor. We then have the parsha called Para, about the Para Aduma, about the Red Heifer, and then Shabbat HaChodesh, which we referred to before, which happens um, at the time of Rosh Chodesh Nisan in a month from now. The first one that we're going to deal with today is Shkadim, the portion about the half shekel. Now here we're talking about the fact that a half shekel had to be given from each and every individual, and it was used for the basics, the uh, basics of the construction of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle in the desert. And then half shekels were given um, for communal um, sacrifices, for things that were done on behalf of the community throughout the time and the duration of uh, the temples that stood in, Jer in Jerusalem, first temple, uh, for just over 400 years, and the second temple for just over 400 years. But it became ingrained uh, from the time that we were in the desert that there was a donation of half a shekel that each and every Jew, each and every individual, had to give to the coffers of the Beit HaMikdash, or the temple. When we think about the idea of the half shekel, the half shekel, of course, connotes the fact that we are not whole. We are half. We have a relationship. Our relationship is not only that we are uh, in need to join with others, but we need to join with God. Our relationship with the Almighty is something that is of paramount importance. We cannot um, suffice with ourselves alone. We are not completely filling uh, this space and this vessel and this uh, place on earth 
we need and we have to realize that we're only half of the story. That's one of the messages of the half shekel. Another one is the fact that each and every one of us is absolutely equal. Um, nobody could give more and nobody could give, give less when it came to the half shekel. And this, in fact, is what we read about and what we actually think about on this coming Shabbat. Why does it come now? Well, the half shekels, um, and in fact, all our Taxes needed to be up to date when it came to temple times and all the donations that were made there by the month of Nisan. The month of Nisan was the beginning of, in inverted commas, the Jewish tax year. And therefore, by the end of Adar, um, we had to have all of these things in place. And perhaps this is why this portion is always read just before the arrival of the month of Adar. It's kind of a reminder of the fact that uh, taxes need to be paid up. We need to make sure that our stockers, that our charities are all sorted. We need to make sure that all of those things are ready. And it's tradition that we actually jump on the bandwagon and do it sooner rather than later. And that, in fact, it is all taken care of. As this portion is read before Purim, we want to make sure that it's all taken care of before Purim, which comes in the middle of the month of Adar. We'll be back with you right after this. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. Yes, there is a very beautiful tradition, a very beautiful custom that many people keep, and that is that um, on a regular Shabbat, they eat, we eat kugel. You know what a kugel is? It's not... Uh, uh, the colloquial kind of kugel, but a kugel actually is a, a type of a, um, a almost like a cake that is made from either uh, noodles or potato or um, uh, all sorts of different kinds of kugels, a kugel, which um, is part of Shabbos traditional food, and that in fact on a regular Shabbos, when we, if we were to eat one kugel, that if it's a Shabbos on which we take out two Torahs, there's a tradition to eat two. And if it's three Torahs, that we have three kugels. So you would have one made, let's say, of butternut and one that is made of uh, potato and another one that is made of noodles, for example. And these three different kugels kind of gives us an insight into how tradition and how Jewish customs saw the idea of the different Torah readings in a way. Because what do the Kugels do for us? Well, they give us, in a very, very simple fashion, they give us different flavors. And there is the different flavor of the um, of the particular Torah reading. There's a flavor of the Torah reading of Mishpatim. For instance, on the Shabbos, there's the flavor of the reading of uh, Rosh Chodesh, and there is the flavor of the reading of Shkalim. Now, we've also got to know that uh, the Torah tells us in Jewish law that Todir v'she'ena Todir, Todir Kodem, there is a, a specific instruction. If you wanted to know why we pick this particular order of how we read the Torahs, there is a simple way of working it out, and that is that if we have something that is regular and something that is less regular, the regular comes first. So what is the most regular? The most regular is the regular Shabbos Torah reading. That comes first. Second most regular in our lineup of three is Rosh Chodesh. That comes more often than Shkalim, which only comes once a year. And that is the way that it's decided. We first read the Parsha of the week, the portion of the week, Mishpatim. We then read for Rosh Chodesh. And we then read for Shkalim. Simple way to work it all out. 
But let's get back to this idea of the different flavors. There are different flavors that are brought to the fore by these particular parshas. And perhaps at a risk of oversimplifying, let's think about the fact that, as we said, parshat mishpatim, the rules and regulations that pertain to our relationship with our fellow men, these things we are exhorted on this Shabbos to actually think about and look at and understand that they come from the Almighty. They come from God. It is not really for us to to decide or to place too much logic or reason into why it is that we need to treat our fellow men in a certain way, why it is that we need to be honest in business and so on. We've got to remember that all of these things are God-given rules and regulations. We cannot be uh, the type of Jew who is... Um, absolutely pedantic about everything that has to do with, for instance, our liturgy and our davening and our shul, but that we're dishonest in business. That doesn't work. That doesn't work from a Torah point of view. And this is what the Parsha Mishpatim actually teaches us. We've got to remember at all times that everything comes from the Almighty. Everything comes from God. When we get that clear in our head, perhaps that will lead us to understanding um, and to realizing that um, we need to give tzedakah, we need to give charity, we need to support those who are less fortunate than us, not because it is something that makes us feel good and not because we're going to get some kind of accolades for it, but rather when we talk about our shkalim, our hard-earned cash, we've got to remember that it is only given to us because the Almighty wants us to share it with others and to care for those who are less fortunate. That's, after all, why God made this disparity between those who have and those who have not is because the haves need to support the have-nots. And then finally, when it comes to this Shabbat Rosh Chodesh Adar, we need to remember that the influence of Rosh Chodesh Adar is happiness, joy. Now, if you're caring for your fellow man, and if you realize and remember that uh, the Almighty is the one who is in control of absolutely everything, not only your money, but not only your health, and not only your wealth and your uh, standing in society, but actually every single rule and regulation between ourselves and our fellow men, if we think about all of that, that will promote and that will bring true and absolute happiness and joy. Be back with you to sum up right after this. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Get back to basics with Judaism 101 with Rabbi Michael Katz. So we've all heard of the expression of the flavor of the month. Yes, uh, flavor of the month. It's fun to be and great to be the flavor of the month, I guess. But when we're talking about this coming weekend, this coming Shabbos, I think we're talking about the flavors of the Shabbos, the flavors of this weekend. And yes, Shabbos has so many beautiful, rich, and wonderful flavors, all of, all of, all of their own, all of its own. But when it comes to this particular Shabbos, three significant flavors that are coming through strongly, loudly, and clearly. Flavor number one is recognition of the fact that all our civil law and all our interactions on a legal or um, even beyond legal, you know, it's one thing to have a legal a relationship with other people, but in fact we're exhorted as Jews to reach beyond that and to have not only a legal relationship and not to do things just because the law says so, but we need to go above and beyond the letter of the law into the realm of being a mensch, into the realm of being a godly person that, of course, should dictate us at all times. That's one flavor of the Shabbos. Flavor number two 
is the fact that we need to make sure that our relationship with our fellow men on every level is up to par, that we need to make sure that we have not only a great relationship with the Almighty, recognizing his all-encompassing power, but recognizing the importance of other people and making sure that our tzedakah, that our charity, that our acts of goodness, our acts of kindness, that all of those things are correctly and rightly and properly in place and done in the fullest sense of the word. And finally, to remember that those are the things that perhaps in the strongest terms, will promote happiness. You want to be happy, you need to give. You want to be happy, you need to have a relationship of meaning uh, within your life and with, 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 with the Almighty, with God. We need to have a purpose. We need to have a meaning to our lives. When we've got that and we realize that our lives are about others, about giving rather than being uh, self-centered and all wrapped up within ourselves, that are, those are the real promoters of true happiness. And so these are the flavors that come through on the Shabbos. Our relationship with the Almighty, our relationship with our fellow man, and, of course, the promotion of that kind of harmony which brings, around, which brings about true joy, true happiness. So I want to give you all a blessing that, please, God, we should be able to find that true and proper happiness and to really taste those uh, beautiful merging flavors on this coming Shabbos of those three factors, the three Torahs, the three special Torah readings, and the power that we have in this coming Shabbat. So I want to wish you a great Shabbat up ahead. I want to wish you a great rest of the week, and I look forward to being back with you same time, same place next week. Please, God, on Judaism 101.9. Hi, FM, your station of choice since 2008.